Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast. Today, number episode 32. Number episode, you, that's a start and a half. N- number, number episode 32. Um, Track that titles it. from now. My apologies. Uh, no, if no. you want to put me up on that. <laughs> I might as well. Wait episode till I slap 32. up and a sentence of the night and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be on your case all night now. Um, today we're back at you with the remainder of our A to Z, rugby A to Z. I know that last time we ended on, what did we end on last time? Was uh, it? I think the mighty Malawi Weeped, Leopards was our last yes. one. Yes, yes. So today we'll be doing N to Z, which is undoubtedly the hardest of yeah. the half. As we've come um, to realise, it's probably not as much variety as the first half of the alphabet. No. Some of the leaders, no. you're really scraping at the barrel for anything that starts with it. <laughs> I mean, Z, yeah, X and Z, not easy. I'll give you that. Um, but before we do that, we have a guest on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Know, am I right in saying it's the hat trick appearance as well? I think so, actually. First yeah. one taking home the match ball. I mean, Max from the black jersey's got close with two. Had a couple two guests, but Jesse taking home the match ball third appearance. Oh look, this is uh, you've dropped me in the deep end for this one, and I'm 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 pretty excited, but I'm always up for a challenge. So yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I don't know if the old man can carry you through this one like he did the old quiz the last time. No, I had the flat sit down today to have a wee think about some of these, and um, I definitely think I'm cheating with a couple, but. Nah, um, as long as you can back yourself. If the X is like a cross kick or something, I'm all for it because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all out, all out. Before we do that, though, shall we have a chat about some of the rugby over the weekend or rugby championship in general? Yeah, I There's mean, been just some pretty, finished um, up, probably the tightest competition probably ever, really. Oh, I'd say so. I mean, certainly some ups and downs, inconsistencies and performances from all the teams. Um, but the All Blacks coming away with it just points differential, really. Yeah. Um, but they came away with it nonetheless. Not sure how, because they did get beaten by, you know, the Argentinians. I mean, yeah, they and kind of turned it around after that match because they were very late hostile in <laughs> this first few but, weeks. Uh, of course, let's have a wee chat about that match because you were at, it, at that match, weren't you? In oh, yeah, an absolute ripper. I mean, I think about... I don't even know what the capacity is at Orange Theory. I think it's 20-odd thousand. So I think about 19,997 of us, well, the <laughs> people were going for the All Blacks, and we had me and an Argentine family sat beside me and Jesse rooting for the Pumas. So, and, and did of, you speak to them in Spanish? or? Oh, they knew a couple of words in English, but yeah, no, Spanish ain't exactly my forte. Look, by the end of it, Ben was speaking gibberish, really. He, um, oh, yeah, I just seen... words coming out as soon as Boffelli nailed that late penalty. It was just couldn't make any sense what was going on. As I said... the Argentinian family just thought you were taking the piss because you weren't actually Argentinian. You were clearly a Kiwi. Oh, honestly, I probably did. Bridge. I remember going to a Haguaris game in Dunedin once, and I was obviously wearing the Haguaris jersey, and someone came up to me kind of asking for instructions of something, and I was like, you got no idea what you're you're saying, just give it the ola and that's about it. Ola and point. Ola and point, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was some pretty interesting games over the weekend though, wasn't there? We obviously had the last Bledisloe uh, Cup game with the at Eden Park, which was a bit of a blowout in the end with the All Blacks coming away with it. Yeah, um, Fortress remains as solid as ever. Yeah, the Wallabies are just inconsistent, aren't they? They really are. I mean, yeah. last week... They shoot themselves in the foot, don't they? 
happens. But they, yeah. they did. Last week, I was nearly murdered walking into my office the next morning um, after a very controversial call then. Time wasting. Oh, yes. Course. Give us the stories on that. Yeah, Mr. Well, I mean, let's be honest, there's a few stories involved in that game. I mean, Bernard Foley alone being one of them. How did he get back in the team? Um, but alongside Jack Gordon. Well, they weird out Quake Cooper last year, and he's gone down and did to, to go back. Uh, Foley just, goes down, yeah. they'll be wheeling out Mike Harris. Oh, that's the thing. Like, there's two really good young first fives that they could be rolling out. Tane Edmund, for example, but they just don't seem willing yeah. to do it. Assist the Lola Seo, surely. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, he's, um, he's not the greatest player on the test stage, but it's definitely got a brighter future than Foley. Yeah, well, to be fair to Foley, he played pretty well, except the last part where he should just have kicked that ball out and they would have won the game. But yeah, it's hard to blame what, just him. Like, I mean, the rest of the nah. team was faffing about too, but yeah. But yeah, that was a it was quite an entertaining day the day after it in the workplace here in Australia. Of course, um, I was given the cold shoulder by multiple people, and um, they weren't particularly happy with me. Not that it was my fault, but uh, nonetheless, that's how it works over here. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty funny. That wasn't that result. Where... I must say, I like how I'm talking the big in about it too. When I fell asleep at halftime, Jesse messaged me in the morning saying, "Did you catch the uh, second half of the game?" <laughs> Well, I could better watch it. Oh, God, has it had you on your, at the edge of your seat the whole time, though? I think I've, um, I definitely, by this stage in the year, given up hope on the All Blacks being an 80 minute team. Um, but thank God for the Wallabies being an inconsistent, eh? Yeah. They've got yeah. the player pool there. Well, when they're not injured anyway, they have the player pool there to do something. But I think yeah. going on to the Northern Hemisphere series, I mean, all four teams have got some things to work on and they've also got some things to look forward to as well. I mean, the Argentinians had some incredible glimpses of, uh, of performance and as we saw with the, the win over New Zealand, but they're also still reasonably inconsistent. Yeah, they so, just need to get that consistency a bit more. I thought maybe after beating yeah. Scotland in a series and then beating Aussie, beating New Zealand, maybe it was coming, but yeah, no, I will never have my hopes up for Argentina. They'll get there. They'll get there, and then of course the South Africans as well. Inconsistent. They they never seem to be able to win comfortably in Australia. I don't think uh, they've ever put a team away, pretty much since the twenty nineteen World Cup. Like, well, especially not away. Game plane. No, at home maybe, but away they struggle. They win um, a hell of a lot, but I don't think they're ever smashing a tier one team. No. So it was a bit of a stretch too far when they were asked to win by 39 points, I think it was, um, the as weekend. As much as uh, it's the uh, naughty boy, they would need someone like an Alton Yanchis driving them around oh, to Mr. win Yanchi. by that many. He's it would either be lose by 40 man. or win by 40. Now, I was going to mention Alton Yanchis in this uh, A to Z, but unfortunately... It'd be A to Z of the worst things. Yanchis here. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit of a dirty dog, as an old out in uh, Yanchies, but uh, oh, well. One other big result from the weekend, actually, I'd like to bring up, uh, in the lead-up to the World Cup, actually, the Black Ferns absolutely trouncing Japan. Yeah, would have back seven tries. Yeah, that's insane, eh? Not what even the worst she scored in the game, either. Like, she's <laughs> a freak. It was, in, it was in 100? No, it was just before 100. It was like 90. Yeah, it's like 95 or something. Yeah. yeah. It was a good game. Really good game. So, yeah, some good rugby that's uh, been played, but I'm looking forward to the Northern Hemisphere series. I think it's going to be pretty telling for the All Blacks, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think probably going in as underdogs, you'd imagine. Those Northern Hemisphere boys are looking strong. I believe one of the games is against England. Is that right? I think so. I can't even yeah. remember exactly who we're playing. No, we played Japan at some point. 
we have yeah. uh, Scotland, Wales, Japan, and England's uh, final for the year. Oh, that'll be a yeah. hell of a match, that. Big test, yeah. that one, eh? Surely Tuivasachi gets a touch of the ball against Japan. Oh, you'd think so. Maybe Pirafeta might get more than 30 seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe Peter Gus will get a callback to... Yeah, actually... I don't think so. I think he might uh, be one, one cap wonder, eh? Oh, two caps, technically. I think oh, yeah. True, about true, true. 40 minutes combined. Probably not even 40 minutes combined. I remember seeing someone one. call that it'd be a one cap wonder before he even got called up, and you're spot on whoever said that. I think it's just his age, isn't it? No, it's just yeah, not quite got the all round game as some of the others. And, I mean, it's just sad, really, if that is his only two caps and he doesn't get to play for Fiji. But we'll, well that's the thing, isn't it? He can't play for another country now, can he? So he's sort of shot himself in the foot almost. Although it's not his fault, you can't blame him, but. It's just the rules of international rugby, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, before we move to the A to Z, I did put put together a wee team of the week. If you want our team of the tournament for rugby championship, if you want me to run through that super quick, we can. Otherwise, I'd just be keen to hear your fellas' thoughts on who your standouts of the tournament were. Either yeah, or. Yeah, I'd be keen to hear. Be keen to hear your fifteen. Right, um, go through it quickly. A couple minutes. Any objections? Just yell at me. Sure. Uh, in the one jersey, I, I think I'll give honourable mentions to James Slipper and Thomas Gajo. Gajo is good, but he cannot scrummage to save himself. It's got to be De Groot for me. Really yeah. showed why he shouldn't have been missing out. Why yeah. was he missing out? It's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it? who knows? But he kind of showed the coaches that he should have been there from the start. Fair play to him. Uh, two jersey was probably two of the players of the tour easily in Marks and Tokiaho. I've I've gone for Tokyo in my team because New Zealand won, and I feel like he's yeah, just I'd... an absolute brute. He could really toss at the coin, really. But is he top try scorer of the tournament? Yeah, he was five tries, I think, maybe even six. Well, Marks wasn't really playing enough. He was starting some games on the bench for some games. They just don't want to make their mind up with him, do they? Yeah, well, they want to use him as the impact sub. It seems, but then they realise actually he's just world class. Yeah, probably exactly. play out an 80 pretty comfortably but yeah yeah. I mean by okay. the end of the tournament they had him starting and they brought in Dion Fuhr a 36 year old blindside flanker who once back in the day played hooker a few times as their reserve hooker so <laughs> interesting uh, three I went uh, Franz Malherba could have possibly been Ala Alatoa or Tyrell Lomax was pretty good actually too but I reckon Malherba Okay, but, but yeah, not front row is not really my forte, especially the props. Just give it to someone who's as good, and that's about all I can say. <laughs> locks, there was a few. I went Sanger's a white lock. I mean, how old is he now? And he's still putting in the shifts, hundred and forty odd tests down the line. Can't go Scored wrong. Possibly, possibly a try. Might have been rugby's first own try. I don't know, but either way, he got given a try in the weekend. Fair play to him. He deserves it. And uh, Lou Diaga was the other one I put in. Had to be him or Itzabeth for me, but yeah. Diaga played for the Cheetahs. So. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Itzabeth was pretty uh, pretty good, although I did think his aggressive look may have turned many people off rugby. Um, looked like he wanted to murder someone. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not the sort of guy you'd want to meet in a back alley. No, not at all. I'll tell you who was surprisingly not shit, and this is because my bathroom is literally on the floor. Is Thomas Levanini. Like, he was still mm. pretty to garbage, but my bathroom is if he doesn't get a red card in the game, he's done something good. I don't think he yeah. got a red card at the tournament, so 
Did you get yellow? Was there any yellows given to him? Oh, highly likely, but I, I actually don't think he did get... Oh, no, he did get one. I don't remember getting one. But yeah, yeah he got yeah, one that's good for him. He's the most carded player in world rugby, isn't he? Yeah, him and I think Michael Hooper's right up there too, albeit with about 100 more tests. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, back row was pretty competitive. I'll start with the well, the 7 and 8 jersey with locked in for me. Uh, number 8, Artie Savia, hands down. One of the best players. Valentini's good too, but Artie Savia is just a brute. And then number seven, the finder of the tournament for me, Juan Martin Gonzalez. Of course, yeah. Jesse will be a favourite of his too. Scored that try for the Pumas in Christchurch. Ah, so I know Jesse's already on the bandwagon for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I look, I can't argue with you, but um, I would like to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about six. Though. Six is a tough one. Like Pablo was... Pretty good. Uh, Marcus Cream is just a workhorse in a brick shit house, but I don't know. None of the Kiwis really stood up fully. Neither the Aussies. And Khaleesi's more of an open side, so it's kind of tough to pick a six. I went for Kramer just. But yeah, honestly, could be anyone. Nine's kind of tough as well. Not many really stood up. I went Hendrixer. Tino okay. went Richie Mwonga because literally, who else could it be? Massive shout out to Bernard Foley, probably had the biggest clutch play of the tournament, but which kind of helped New Zealand get a big W. But yeah, other than that, it's pretty <laughs> anonymous, really. And then outside backs was pretty tough too. I went, uh, I went Corobetti, Buffelli, and Jordy Barrett, but could well have been Villemser or Mpimpi in there too. Definitely, definitely uh, Buffelli, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean his goal kicking alone was just superb. If you take away the goal kicking, he's probably not in there, but. The goal kicking carried them. So. But also, I mean, yeah, no, he was he was fantastic. He was good in the air too. Corabetti, yes, because he's had some incredible players throughout the championship, but he's also been a wee bit inconsistent in the last couple of games. Yeah, it's more more his work rate than anything. Than, yeah, yeah. I don't know, doesn't get enough ball. Clark's incredible offensively, but does not know where to stand off the ball. Mm. So, yeah, it's there's a few yeah, tough positions. In the, in the midfield... It's pretty much locked in for me. Dialande at twelve and Rico Yuani at thirteen. Yeah, R- Rico Yuani. Jeez, what a <laughs> what a rugby championship he had. Yeah, if Lacanio Arm had stayed injury free, then could have been close. But Rico Yuani, boy, goes. I think Lacanio it was him. And Damian Dialande is fantastic, aren't they? I think it was Rico Yuani or Will Jordan in that final game ran more meters than the all of the starting. Um, Starting backs for Australia, um, it was he did an extremely good work rate on offense, and his defense the whole competition has been. Yeah, this defense is where he's been. Oh. He's really locking that thirteen jersey, isn't he? Hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not surprised. I mean, it's an incredible achievement he ran more than Wallabies, but when I don't think Tom Wright caught a ball, like he's meant to be <laughs> one of their attacking threats, probably doesn't help the case. I mean, I thought Andrew Kelly was pretty strong. He's Actually, yeah, strong. he's always a solid player. I'll never get how some battler little ranger from the Rebels has gone on to be like a world-class finisher. He just <laughs> needs to get a better team. He's just no good for the Rebels because they're not very good as a team, but he's yeah. just somehow Given really good. Given the chances, he'll finish them. He's almost like, like I guess Adam Ashley Cooper was pretty good for the Waratahs and the Brumbies, but like he's almost like Adam Ashley Cooper where he was just so good against the All Blacks, wasn't he? But yeah, it doesn't not, have one yeah. out-and-out 
thing where he's not particularly quick for a winger or strong, but he just knows what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shall we? No, no. Uh, yeah, we, we should uh, kick on to it. Anyway, the A to Z, if you don't remember how it worked last time, basically we have us three, we've lost our yarn for this one, so we'll have to get him back on another time because he was great value last one. But basically we all chuck out a rugby-related thing for each letter of the alphabet, we'll plead our case for why it's the best thing for that letter, and then we have a vote between us three to put it into the official list. So there'll be one thing going into the official list from our three suggestions. So far we've gone... A to M in the last one. So we had A, Argentina's 2007 World Cup campaign. B was for Bumpfer. C for the club rooms. D was a tie between drop goals and dads yelling on the sideline. E was Alice Park. F, Forsyth Bar. G, goal kicking forwards. H, the hucker. I, intercepts. J, Jonah Lomu. K, Karnheskis try. That's South Africa. L for line out moves. And M for the Malawi Leopards. So that's what we've got so far on the list. Quite a good okay, list there. Good variety. A very good variety. Yeah, there's a good bit of variety in there. Actually, I don't mind it whatsoever. Who would like to kick it off with in? I feel like I've done a bit of talking, Toby. You can kick us off for in. <laughs> Won't chuck Jesse sure. under the bus to make him do the first one on his first appearance on this. Too kind, too kind. I've gone for a, uh, a stadium. You know I like my stadiums, mate. Um, I've gone for one of the most famous stadiums in South Africa and probably one of the best environments, one of the nicest cities as well, Newlands Stadium in Cape Town. Yeah, no, fair shout. Storm has played some iconic games over the years. I think all the big stadiums in South Africa are worth of a mention, to be honest. 100%. I've got not too much more to say on that, but Storm has had some iconic players play there over the years, like something Scott (laughs) again. It's always, good, Legend. it's always a good, good game down in Newlands, though, especially when a Kiwi team comes over. Well, not anymore, but when they were. Just makes me miss those games, eh? Yeah, they were good. Full stadium. You always get good crowds there as well. Anyway, uh, Jesse, what are you chucking forward for in? So I'm going to start off on a sort of cheating foot here. I've gone with the last good name. Good start. I've, got, I've gone with the last name to start. Um, so this is in for George North, um, and this is... Uh, in 2013, where he picked up Israel Folau and uh, drove him about 20, 20 25 metres. Um, oh, that is a hell of a shout, actually. Somehow I completely blanked yeah, there. But, oh, I like that. I think you might almost have the win before I've even mentioned mine. <laughs> I like that. So that's yeah, the, no. uh, pretty self-explanatory. I think it's on most big hit tackles or greatest moment rugby um, things on most YouTube channels these days. Yeah, it's one of about five clips that just pops up year after year on World Rugby's page. <laughs> no, good shout. I mean, I had a few potential ones for Ian. Um, I mean, I, I love a new nation entering the World Cup, as you'll know. we wanking on about Chile the last month or two. Um, I mean, the Nicotine 15 are just Jesse or no from back in the day. Hell of a team, that. <laughs> Can't beat a Tiger Boys social rugby, but for me, it was only ever one thing, and that's Nick Cummins' post-match interviews. Oh, that's superb. There's too many iconic quotes to remember, but by Joe, if you haven't seen a Nick Cummins interview, go back and watch him. He essentially gave himself a career out of rugby based upon his comedy in his post-match interviews, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he became one of the fan favourites for... Solely because of that, like he was a decent player on the pitch, but 
everyone was just wanting to tune in for the post match. Man, he was good. Yeah, oh, I've, I've got to get behind that. It's my that'd be my vote. I reckon. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll take it then. I mean, yeah, I've got to got to stick with my guns. Nick Cummins interviews for Ian. <laughs> no, well, um, yeah, no, you've made a good you've made a good argument with that one, Ben. I have to back that one up as well. Right, uh, Jesse, you can kick us off for O. He got one without being thrown out of the bus first. Right. Um, I've gone for a last name again for O. Um, Nigel Owens. Um, <sighs> more specifically, his famous line on the, I think it was Munster uh, versus someone, Benetton, I think. Um, and that was, this is not soccer. So... Oh, one yeah. of many iconic lines of his is that one. Another favourite of mine was someone threw a not straight line out and he said, oh, I'm straighter than that. <laughs> so I guess there's many examples, but if I could sum it up, just Nigel, o, o for Owens. I mean, it's going to be a tough to beat, especially with O. It's not the, the best leader in the world, but no. Nigel Owens is an icon of rugby. Well, icon of most things. Uh, my O again... Uh, I mean, Otto Dove, got to give him a shout-out. World-class footy player, world-class man. But uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Otto can't take my O. I did almost, I mean, would have been up for crucifixion had I gone for this one. I contemplated going Origin, which is, of course, from Rugby League more than Union. But I do love a bit of State of Origin. But I did find something I could go for, and that's uh, One Season Wonders. I mean, Andre Taylor, Nihi Milner-Scudder and the likes come on to the scene for a season. Did the job and then injuries or whatever else they just fade away into anonymity. Yeah, tough lead to go for. Mm. That's mine. I like it. What are you going for, Toby? I'm going for Orange Theory Stadiums. Well, you've beams, lost already. Beams <laughs> slash poles. <laughs> if you remember Christchurch's Orange Theory Stadium, some very nasty, very wide poles, beams, or whatever you want to call them. If you're sitting behind one of those in the stands, not going to be good. Tell you, you what, get back to me in a few weeks when we do the worst list of things and you've got yourself a shoe and I won't even bother putting it out. <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, that stadium has been there since the earthquake, 2010, I guess, 2011. It's been there over um, a decade now and it's still got they still haven't, they scaffolding still, in front of half the seats. They're still talking about building a new one. They're not actually doing a new one. They're just talking about building a new one. Um supposedly with a roof but until then we will have orange theory stadiums very wide probably the worst named rugby stadium that i know of anyway no doubt there's worse marble stadiums up up there isn't it (laughs) i love it just for fewer like at least people know what marble is i mean they know what marble (laughs) is orange theory i mean what even is that what you're talking about the theory of where oranges came from or what I don't even know what Orange Theory is. Is it insurance or was it something like that? Yeah, I mean, you could argue the same for Forsyth Bar, but at least we know what Forsyth Bar is. You kind of see it plastered around. Yeah, that's a good. Mm. Point, Orange actually. Theory, I've never seen that. I shouldn't give Orange Theory such a bad name, but the stadium does it itself... even have a nickname? At least Forsyth Bar is a class house. Orange oh. Theory is just Orange Theory. It's just, just, I think it's just yeah, race, Eddington Racetrack. Yeah, um, yeah. So there you go. Oh, I'm probably going towards Jesse's for mine. As much as a bit of a copy out squeezing Nigel Owens in it, oh, I just I would need to get him in there, sir. So. Yeah, fair enough. I'd um I'd vote for my own, but I think 
I'll vote for Toby's, and that's because by the 78th minute of the All Blacks versus Argentina's game we went to, Ben, I was probably looking out for those bowls and pe- uh, oh, those bowls and beans what. rather than watching the game. So See, yeah, you, you might have you might have he swayed wanted, me. He wish he was behind a pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm going to have to go with Nigel Lyons though myself because he is a good man, good stuff, and one of the best of all time. Yeah, great shout. Take uh, win be, there, Jesse. Must be my turn to kick off for P, actually. I think it is. Again, there's a, there's a few. I'm not fully decided which one of three I've gone for, actually. Um, I mean, prop tries are great. Do love a front row and striding out. Do love a bit of provincial rugby. But the thing I think I'm leaning towards is possibles versus probables. Don't know if you remember it from back in the day, but it's effectively an all Blacks trial match. And I think they just need to bring that back. I like it. So, yeah, that's my P, possibles versus problems. Jesse? Me up next. Um, I struggled with this one. I, I don't know why it had so many more options, but um, I narrowed it down to two, and I think I'll, I'll give my honourable mention, which is um, in the 2015 after-match interviews of the Super Rugby uh, Championship game, uh, Joey Wheeler saying, I've never had a parade before, um, which is, uh, so P for parade. Um, but I ended up going with the 1998 Battle of Pretoria uh, match, Ireland versus South Africa. I don't know if either of you have seen it before. There's an old recording sitting on YouTube. I've heard Give us the spiel. Um, so it's a rugby match between Ireland and South Africa, and it's famous for about every three or four minutes, there was a massive scrap um you can watch it online um some of the highlights and i think south africa completely trounced ireland but um there was multiple fights every every couple of minutes at every nearly every ruck so yeah it sounds like a comeback match for the rewatch episodes <laughs> um so liam guthrie, rather than... liam guthrie will love me for putting up that one but it's uh yeah so battle of pretoria I like it. Yeah, I, I like don't it. mind that at all. I've gone for uh, pretending to be Johnny Wilkinson. Now you haven't. Oh yeah. You haven't grown up. You haven't grown up playing rugby if you haven't tried to mimic Johnny Wilkinson's kicking technique when you're like five or six years old. Because it, you know, it's pretty pretty funny. And I mean, it catches like on to a few people elder years too. Look at Dimitri Katrakilis. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So I think you can't look past that. I mean, everyone's done that once or twice when they've been growing up trying to be Johnny Wilkinson. Um, he did have a pretty funny goal-kicking he style, didn't kind he? Of, I mean, there were goal-kicking styles before him, I assume, but he made them what they are. Like, you don't yeah, really remember yeah. them before he came on the scene. And then, of course, you had Quade Cooper's Superman Cooper's, pose. Or whatever you want to, yeah, what James you want to O'Connor. Yeah. It's just so, so creepy smile. Yeah. Jimmy Goldberg just running up and twatting the thing. I don't know if you've seen his, but he literally just of course, sort of full sprint to the thing. Then of course my favourite Northlands Dan Hawkins just just doesn't even run up at all. He just kicks it. Just like it's nothing. Oh, did you see the episode of his on What a Lad? Said he's no, been asked to give some people kicking advice, but it'd be an absolute travesty to teach them to kick yeah. like he does. <laughs> no, well, you'd have pretty strong legs, I imagine, because he doesn't get much of a run-up. Oh, so. yeah. he, two steps. Yeah. I'll be keen to listen to that, actually. I might have to listen to it tonight. You know, he's got some great yarns, actually. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry, Jesse, but uh, Toby's got that for me. Man, nah, he inspired that... a generation. 
I completely agree. <laughs> right, chuck it in there, pretending to be Johnny Wilkinson. There's not too many other players that would have had the whole world pretending to be them. I mean, Joan Alamu, no doubt, back in the day. Probably Dan Carter, but outside of that, you don't see literally the entire, entire world trying to mimic them. Maybe like Goromaru after the 2015 World Cup, the oh, Japanese fans might have, you know, his bit of a bit of a kicking pose there, perhaps. He probably got a bit gloves. of Johnny Wilkinson with his too. Yeah, hell yeah. of a lot different, but I reckon he grew up watching a bit of Johnny. Q, a difficult one. Um, this will be about oh, your time to start. Yeah, I'll start this one off. I've just spoke about this man here, but I'm going to say Quade Cooper in 2011. Oh, shocking. Uh, Who would have guessed that? <laughs> I mean, so many other options out there. Such a divisive man in 2011. He was one of the best in the world. The Reds won the Super Rugby to- tournament in that year. And, of course, he was infamous for allegedly, not allegedly, blatantly, kneeing Richie McCaw on the head during a game, um, which was quite controversial at the time. But he definitely was one of the best. So, yeah, I've gone for Quade Cooper in 2011. Yeah, of course, I mean, got the treatment of being booed for the rest of his career any time he set foot in a New Zealand stadium. Oh, absolutely. Which, don't know if I agree with, but... Too bad. <laughs> I mean, another player who kind of got people mimic- mimicking him too with his ridiculous leaps he'd do before every sidestep. <laughs> Good half meter jump, tuck one leg up behind the other, and then Bob's your uncle. No one's catching him. <laughs> As old Lockie Munro will know from when we had him on. Yeah. He had a difficult day at the office dealing with Quaid. He did. He did. Um, ben? I mean, my one, I had Quade Cooper down too, but I did have one other because I had a feeling Quade would be a, a pick that you'd come out with. So I've gone Queenstown Sevens. Don't really see the uh, National Sevens anymore. And when you did recently, they moved it away from Queenstown and it just, no one cared anymore. Mm. Bring it back to the old Queenstown Reserve. Get the get the locals going in there. Get the uh, Southlanders going over for the day. Sink a bit of piss in the sunshine. How good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Very good. Very good. Right. Um Oh, Q was a hard one, but I went with... So there's a lot of good ones. Uh, there's a lot of bad ones. And there's quite a few in the middle. Um, I went with questionable haircuts. Um, yeah. The likes of Joe Marler. I think Rico Yuani spotted a couple of um, odd ones. And then nearly every early 2000s back for the um, Super Rugby Championship was all over the place. Yeah, the James O'Connor era really not the James <laughs> O'Connor. The Justin Bieber era really hit people hard too. <laughs> what about the old um, Caleb Clark era with the old um, Star Wars Padawan braid at the back? You were saying oh, that? Oh, yeah, he still oh, rocks yes, that, that now. Was, well, the, uh, yeah. was it Blues of 2020 when they came back from COVID and everyone had pink hair? <laughs> so I actually put a questionable here 15 on my Instagram once and it was just great fun looking through some of the lids over the years eh? there has been some absolute shockers who do you reckon the captain would be I tell I you what, be, I Alton be, Yanchi's um... has got to be right up there oh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen Alton Yanchi's brother but you might want to have a wee Wait, I thought you were going to say um, he'd, he'd probably be the captain of the just the questionable 15 wouldn't he <laughs> he's probably right up there Joe Yeah, Marla's right up there too. I was just trying to have we scroll back and find my thing so I can see what other lids we had. Uh, who was it? Tavita uh, Malua as well. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a he, shocker, he, eh? His was board on top with the wee sort of monk monk cutter at the back. Yeah. 
There's some pretty bad ones out there, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. What about... Um, who's that rugby got the NPC rugby player who has that ridiculous haircut? Oh, Joe Weber? Weber, yeah, Joe Weber. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to put my phone. Lid 15. Found a few, of the, a few of the fellas I got. Joe Mailer, like you mentioned. Richard Hibbard. I mean, long flying blonde ponytail, Milow. Uh There was a guy called Jacob Skeen who got a ridiculous haircut. I think it might have been for a bit of a cop out with his mates, but yeah, that was something. Tim Boy's mullet. Mm. Oh, Ashley Tim Johnson's Boys. wild afro. I mean, Gavin Henson had some interesting ones back in the day. Um, Fakatava as well, as much as he's an icon. has a bit of questionable going on with his lip. <laughs> Uh, you should probably look up Alton Yanchi's brother, Tony Yanchi's. He's honestly potentially my vote for worst lid. I'm going to Google it right now. Yanchies. Tony Yanchi's. I feel like if I just type in Yanchi's, it's going to come up with media articles, but I'll try my <laughs> best. Read, yeah. um, I think most yeah. of the time he had a, some all right haircuts, but yeah, he clearly <laughs> went got, through one. He's got just this tiny little bit of hair. The whole head is shaved, like a number one maybe. And it's just this tiny little bit of hair. That's just ridiculous, isn't it? I, I mean, yeah, I would call it a landing strip, but it's not really, is it? Um, yeah, there's I mean, one he's got that tiny little bit, and he's like braided it up, and it's kind of like a top nut, but it's like dreadlocked. It's it's not bright. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, anyway, there's some, yeah, there's some good South African ones, isn't there? I mean, purely for the discussion, it's water. I think I'm going to have to go questionable haircuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm locking that in as well. I'm locking it in. I'll, um, I'll back myself then. Well done. Well done. The old uh, R. What do we got? Is it my, me or Jesse to start? I started Q, didn't I? Did I start? Yes. No, I was last for Q. Oh, no. I'll, I'll start then. You um, start. Yeah, for R, I've gone with the Red Roses English Women's National Rugby Team. Ah, very good. Yeah. I mean... It's hard to argue that they're not the best thing or team in rugby right now. Probably mm. men's and women's because they're just that far ahead. But they're pretty good. I don't know if I can like them. That's all I like right. them a little hell of a lot more than the men's. Mm. I mean, like, I think Lee Scarrett is world class, but, you know. <laughs> They've got some, like, serious numbers in there, in that, I guess, in rugby in general um, over in the UK versus New Zealand, haven't they? Like, well, Yeah, it's fully professional over there, isn't it, the women's? So. Yeah, but there's just like the numbers of players are just way higher than New Zealand or Australia. So I guess they've got more talent to pick from. But yeah, no, 100% agree with that. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hate them in a respectful way. That's 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 the best yeah. way to put it. Okay. Yeah, they I don't have the uh, English men's cocky arrogance about them, so no. you can get behind uh, them. Yeah. I don't think any exactly. woman's team really does, to be honest. They just there's no Owen Farrell, female Owen Farrells going around. No, you just you don't see those sort of figures in the women's game, at least that I know of, anyway. Um, my R. Funnily enough, I had it. I had five things here, as per usual. Um, but Ruby Tui was right up there for me, much like Nick Cummins with her post-match interviews. Is just an icon. Unfortunately, I haven't quite slotted her in. The Ranfurly Shield was very close too, and I know you're thinking, oh. "What the hell beats the Ranfurly <laughs> Shield at uh, the Rugby World Cup?" Yeah, particularly the 2011 edition. Of I'm having to pick a favourite because it's in New Zealand, the All Blacks won. Argentina got knocked out by the All Blacks, so you, you kind of take that. 
But Rugby World Cup is just hell of a competition. So good. So good. Love it. So many good figures to come out. Like a couple of the other hours I had in there. Rupendi Thao, Thao, 2003. And uh, Rodrigo Fernandez, 2023. You're seeing it coming. He's going to be the star. Not sure how I'm going to follow that up, but I have gone for a video game. Not the one that you'll all be thinking of. Rugby Challenge. I was going to say, have you said Rugby Nations on... Yeah, your phone far I wasn't going to say Rugby Nation. Mate. I was going to maybe Joan Lyman Rugby Challenge, but that that's questionable. I've just gone for Rugby Challenge, but specifically Rugby Challenge drop goals because how good were they in that game? Like Rugby 08 is obviously the best rugby game ever made, but Rugby Challenge it's probably the second best. It's not very good, but it's not hard to be second best because there's not many good rugby games. Uh, the first but, one or two Rugby Challenges were really fun too, not realistic in any stretch, but you can't <laughs> deny they were weren't entertaining. That's what I'm saying. 30 yard out the back offloads for Ben Alexander. Yeah, the rugby challenge drop goals. I mean, they were just ridiculous. You just just never miss because you just line them up. I just went into the slow motion thing and. Yeah, you just just never miss. All the time in the world. So what you do is you just, yeah, anyone could kick him over as well. It doesn't matter who it was. Halfback, anyone. So it was a bit silly, but it's quite enjoyable. So I've got rugby challenge drop goals. Yeah, I don't mind that got to go with Benz on this one, oh, I think. Yeah, I can't shy away from the World Cup. Could have probably slotted in a W, but, um, you yeah, know, yeah. rugby World Cup for me, not much beats it. Kind of the I pinnacle of the sport. I agree. It's not, yeah. it's not the fact you said rugby World Cup, it's the fact you said 2011 rugby yeah, World Cup. Yeah, I figured I had to go for a specific. The one in yeah. New Zealand, we were all in high school at the time, so it was probably actually peak rugby watching time for us. Just quietly, when do you think we'll ever see another World Cup on our shores for New Zealand? Do are we talking ten years, twenty years? What do you reckon? Oh, I mean, we're seeing one in a month if you count the women's. But honestly, I don't even count that solely for effect. It's played in two, three stadiums, and then Auckland, like ridiculous. Yeah, Auckland. Yeah, I don't think we're seeing the men's edition for some time. Quite a bit of money involved, isn't there? Yeah, um, I think. Well, they'll. They'll go back to Aussie before they go to us. They Still might have to do one in the Americas. A split wouldn't be too bad, wouldn't it? I mean, Aussie and New Zealand, only three hours apart, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'd take a split if we had to. Utilise some of the bigger stadiums, maybe Dunedin, Auckland, Christchurch, Wellington, Hamilton, maybe. And then Sydney, Rugby Bruce Park, yeah, bring some all back to Rugby Park. That yeah, bring do the final, maybe do the final at Rugby Park, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the Balclutha uh, Centennial Ground had the uh, final of the women's NPC, so probably has really? the final of the World Cup too. The second division, Targo versus Hawks Bay. Packed out grandstand to about 200 people. And a bunch of people <laughs> sitting around the uh, paddocks on the side. And the only beer available is what, like some double oh, beer? No, no, what do we get? Um, Wild Bucks, the thing includes her, actually. <laughs> well, that's, that's the one down south. The only beer available. That or Cody's. Oh, yeah. You go into the soccer club room, it's just a massive Wild Bucks sign. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Uh, anyway, it must be made to start for yes. I mean, I do love a sidestep. I do love a set-piece move. And I do love the sheer grit that a player that has their socks down brings to the team. But for me, there's only one thing that wins. And if I couldn't get the Ranfurly Shield in, I'll get the next best thing, and that's Southland's Ranfurly Shield wins. Uh, how good. 9-3 yeah. over Canterbury. I mean, I don't even know the score of the other one. We had James Wilson kick the winning droppy, but another oh, hell of a game. 
a few iconic defensive against the likes of Otago in there too. I mean, just the image of young Robbie Robinson, yeah. barely a pimple on his face, just slotting over kick after kick, and then Rutledge lifting the thing. Incredible. It's got to be one of the best, surely. How am I going to beat that? I've gone for uh, 60 metre penalty goals. Now, your 50s, uh, you can see them quite often. They're pretty common. Most players these days can knock over a 50, um, unless, of course, you burn a foley, in which case you only knock over a 35. Um, Yeah, he's got such little range for a professional number 10. eh? Yeah. Fairly accurate, but yeah. Of course, if you're Reese Hodge, you can probably knock over a 70, but you'll never, ever be anywhere near the post. Oh, honestly, just, uh, <laughs> I want to see Reese Hodge go to South Africa. Maybe a bit of wind behind his back. I'd back him from the 22, honestly. But to knock over a 60, you've got to be fairly damn good. And that there is impressive. So I've gone for 60-meter penalty goals. Yeah, I love that. Question is, if you had a 60-meter shot right in front, which player are you cooling up for it? I'm going to go either Scott Spedding. Or oh, oh, Scott Speeding, that is <laughs> a hell of a shout. <laughs> or yeah, Scott Speeding um, or Rory Cock. I mean, most people are going to say um, Fran Stain, aren't they? I mean, that's the kind of go-to answer. Yeah, I mean, Going Nick back White, into the '80s with uh, Paul Thorborn, Nick White or Jesse Mock, maybe. Jesse mm. Mock. Has <laughs> <laughs> he ever kicked a ball? Has Ralph Alhall backed himself as a long-range kicker once? I mean, no, Mock has kicked over some long range before. Oh, i tell you what. I mean, it's probably Geordie Barrett as well. He held yeah, a cannon on him. Geordie Barrett, yeah. Daly too. Daly, I was going to say Elliot Daly, yeah. D-Max done um, one, isn't he? Oh, yeah, D-Max actually got a cannon on him. Imagine if he was yeah, not yeah. 85 keg stripping wet. Like, if he was Geordie Barrett's frame, he would. Do you reckon Geordie Barrett's the longest range kicker in New Zealand? I would say yes, but. What about, yeah, actually, oh, yes. what about Harvey's got a big boom yeah, I was going to say Harvey. I honestly think there's probably a couple of Randy like club rugby players that have 60 metres in their locker too. Oh, there will be. Yeah, 100% there will be. I'm a twig and I can and I got 50 in my locker. So there'll be some kids out there that'll be knocking them over from 60. Guaranteed. I think, I think most of them can try and maybe get it, but it's more like the consistency. Yeah, playing yeah. 80 minutes and then stepping up and doing it in front of it. Stadium, like it's a whole other yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you see yeah, the thing I'm... from uh, World Rugby on their YouTube? They had like a challenge. It was Daly versus Geordie Barrett. They both had oh, like 65. Yeah. Elliot Daly's got a huge boom. Yeah, right? you don't expect it, eh? Johan Gerson as well. It's another one I've got to give a shout out to. Honestly, I'll back him. He played for the Cheaters. He's got a cannon of a boot. Between him and Rian Villiers. Curtly Bell, mate. He can knock him over. Oh, Curtly Bell. Yeah, he used to actually be a long-range kicker too. Like, I forget that. I think he's won a couple of games for Australia before from a 50-man. Yeah, yeah, no, he has, for sure. Yeah. Jesse? Uh, Jesse? Yes. You two have put up two very good ones for S, so um, I'm not behind myself as much as I thought I would be, but I uh, I thought it's a staple part of the game, uh, shithousery. Um you got reason to be behind yourself for that, right. actually. Look, you really right. do. So, look, rugby championship more recently, you've got Ethan DeGroote crying face after his poleaxe of a tackle. You have Nick White uh, fainting, a, fainting a hit from Faf de Klerk. Um, well, even before that, you've got hands in the ruck 
fists being thrown, people, oh, even Etzebeth against Alan Alatoa. Um, and then even back through to high school, you've got the likes of sitting on the sidelines as a, as a King's winger catches a ball and calls Mark right in front of all the OBs lads. You know he's going to cop a bit of smack from all of us. Um, it's a bit of the game yeah. I've always loved, so I had to put it up. I mean, yeah, that's great. Love it, love it. Question: Who's the biggest shit house in world rugby for you? I've got an answer, but yeah, like we'll have, all have the same answer possibly. Got to be Nick White, isn't it? It has oh, to be. Actually, he's right up there. I'd, I'd have to put for for his recent antics and um, the last couple of seasons. Yeah, Nick White's up there. I mean, oh, actually, if it was more grubbery than shit houseery, Dane Goals would take the win. Yeah, I mean, he got under Pablo Matera's skin so much that he refused to shake hands with him at the end. Which, I mean, that's <laughs> an iconic moment in itself. That's quite funny, wasn't it? <laughs> but you're right. Tell you who'd give Nick White a push. Actually, another Nick, old Nick Phipps. Oh, yeah. God, back in yeah. the day, I hated the guy. But I remember once someone we took someone's boot off in a ruck and just hoofed it into the stands. <laughs> the Australian nines have just always been like, like Jake Gordon's pretty. Yeah, up Jake well. Gordon. I mean, yeah, George Gregan back in the day, four more years, <laughs> Justin Marshall. Sure, Will Guinea probably had a bit about him too. But seems like the nicest oh, one of the lot. I think he might be, yeah. Tame McDermott's all right. But yeah. No, oh, he's just a bogan. <laughs> he's just a bogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, halfbacks in general, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, who else would be up there for New Zealand? Maybe. Yeah, it's a. Dane Coles, really. Isn't yeah, it? man. Dang. It's Colesy, it's DeGroote. Yeah, like you said, it's got a bit oh, of a. DeGroote's up there. He did a bit of a, did a, bit of a crying face. Did you see that on yeah. in the weekend? There must be some a... more players out there. Oh, TJ Piranara talks a lot of shit. Brett <laughs> yeah. Weber as well. Yeah, Brett Weber was I mean, Aaron there. Smith got told off by the ref to not chat anymore to him in the weekend. So. Yeah, it's because yeah. you, you, so... you can hear him from the through the TV half of the time. Yeah. Honestly, I think like, that's three of the best ones we've had, and they've all come under the same leader. Mm. I'm going to go for Southland's Rampilly Shield. Can't beat it. I'll let you go next, Jesse. I'm going to make it interesting, Ben. I'm going to go for Toby's 60-meter penalties. See, I love a Southland Shield win, but I was thinking more globally and how much I love a ball just sailing over from millions of miles away. So I think I'm leaning towards Toby as well. Fear thinking. I'll have to see it. I mean, yeah, it feels yeah. bad Southland not being in there, but that's typical Southland, really, isn't it? Just full yeah. the final hurdle. Not quite good enough in the market for a full lady. Good win in the weekend, though, mate, against uh, Cam. Yeah, first one in a while. I mean, very nice. Or some ridiculous stat. I can't remember what it was. Something like five wins in nine years. <laughs> good old Jade Renton. It's his first win in 32 games for the province. So oh hasn't won since he debuted however many years ago. Uh, it's a bit tragic, isn't it? But they try their best. Um, T, what yeah. do we got? I'll start. I'm going to go for one of my favorite European players of all time. Probably one of the is it, best uh, of all time. Is it a Vietnamese French guy by some chance? Yeah, certainly. Oh, actually, no. It's oh. not. It's not. But it is French. It, it is French, though. Terry Dusatois. Oh. Not Trunduke. Trunduke's up there, but it's not Trunduke. No, I mean, the one player of the two is a bit more of an icon than the other. <sighs> he reduced it to our World Rugby Player of the Year 2011, I think. Yeah, basically solely off the back of the World Cup final, which if you lose a World Cup final and you still play well enough to get World Player of the Year, it just yep. tells you all you need to know. Almost single-handedly beat New Zealand, to be honest. I don't know how many tackles he made, and he scored their try. 
It's just oh, he was he was superb. He was bloody superb, mate. And he's just a nice bloke too, by the sounds of things and by the looks of things. Like what underrated, really? I mean, yes, he did get the World Player of the Year, but he he still was reasonably underrated, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I mean, it's yeah, Richie recalls always the go. You don't really get too many conversations of who was pig, but better no. below him, but definitely Terry Dusa was one of those guys. Hundred percent. And uh, Ivory Coast born as well too, so he was, yeah. yeah. He was. I reckon he could probably go pull on an Ivory Coast jersey now and look the good. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it at all, mate. <laughs> Jesse, uh, yeah, great shout. Jeez. Um, so for T, the one that I went for this 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 guy could be brought up in a general context and be up for running, but I thought I'd give a very specific um, sort of. Uh, specific example for this one and that's uh tana umanga leading the kappa opango the first time we did the haka the new haka in 2005 i don't know tana's uh handbags no no it is his first his first ever first ever time we did that haka in 2005 i think i've watched that video about at least 100 150 times Um, that's uh, it's probably obvious haka that one then yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, can't, I didn't watch the game back in the day live as I would have been about eight years old, but I can imagine how good it would have been seeing that in the stadium first time. And would have been many people that would have been a better choice to lead it than Tana. <sighs> so, no, fair shout. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not fully confident with mine, actually, but uh, I've, I've gone trick plays, largely from the Barbarians. I just love seeing what sort of bat house things they pull out of the bag, but. I mean, not going to get behind it because I think your two's probably better than what I put up to the table there. Not too bad. I don't mind it. Mm. I'm going to. I'm actually going to go for Tanumaga's Haka because I think it was uh, iconic and it still gets played on the screens today. So can't bet. Yeah, love that shout. Remind me of yours again, Toby. Honestly, I've already forgot. Terry Dusatois, mate. Terry Dusatois. I mean, yeah, if I, if I was leaning towards players, 100% him. But I think, yeah, probably got to go for... We've already got the hucker in there, to be fair. Do we want two versions of the hucker is the big question. Oh, I reckon we should. I reckon okay, we should. Yeah, fair enough. I'll I'll go towards you, Jesse. I'll give you... Fantastic. Give him the point. Give him the point. You. What do we got for you? I must be me to start. And... Um, I mean, there's only one thing I was ever going to put in there for you. I'm sure Toby could guess it. Santa's mm. uh, 2019 World Cup. And oh, think how no. much I love a smaller nation. Oh, South yes. American smaller nation. Oh, Uruguay. Eh? Uh, yeah, it's Uruguay beating Fiji. Fantastic. Um, and Felipe Bucchese and Santiago Arata just oh, ripping Chazy, it up. Herman Gaminara as well, crying in his final speech. Like, oh. What a win that was. Mm. was I mean, I, good, I just actually. loved it. I bought the jersey before the World Cup solely because I liked it. And then, I don't know, watched the first game and I was like, yep, I'm on board with these fellas. I've actually been to Uruguay. It's a very nice country. I highly recommend visiting. Love that. Um, Jesse. So, I've I've... Almost gone down the line of Ben, um, but in a more of a sort of generalised sense, and that that is underdog stories. So oh, the likes of Uruguay yes. beating Fiji, um, Japan beating South Africa, 
Um, the Highlanders winning the 2015 Super Rugby Championship, just to name a few greats. Oh, I've got a whole episode on that. That's how yeah. much we love that one. Um, as well as to butter Ben up a little bit more, Argentina in general becoming closer and closer to a Tier 1 nation. I mean, yeah, 2007 where they basically put themselves on the map. Yeah. We love good 2011 as well. Beating um, France. That was a hell of a... Yeah, year. that was goody. That was a goody. I Canada. Think yeah. Ooh. 95. Oh, yeah, Canada. Canada making a quarterfinal. Like, yeah, far out. That's something. <laughs> love it. Love that show. Yeah. And 2019 oh. as well, beating Scotland and Ireland oh, at the pool stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, think, I mean, you've probably won me over already. I don't think there's going to be much you can say, Toby, to top this. But... You, you can't beat underdogs, really, can you? It's just always a good thing to see. You'd love to see it. And, of course, I believe I mean, it was a Disney Channel movie back in the day, too, underdogs. You gotta oh, love that. It's definitely a movie of some sort. I remember watching it with my sister, and it was about as good as you can expect a movie called Underdog to be. It's about a superhero dog. Well, I'm not surprised you like Underdogs, mate, because you are a Cheetahs fan after all. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I love just jumping on the bandwagon of a team, not at the bottom of the barrel, but just slightly in the middle. Yeah, I've gone for uh, underrated expats. There's a lot of expats, particularly New Zealand expats around the world, playing in Japan, Europe, even South America or North America, but they're always underrated. Yeah, a real about... battler if you end up in South America as a Kiwi. I we've talked about oh, Josh uh, Reed. Yeah, we've talked about Josh Reed. We've talked about Arledge. We've talked about Ryan Nicholas. The sort of guys that go under the radar, then they go overseas, and then they go even more under the radar. And But they're actually always underrated that because they're usually pretty good. So, yeah, lots of these guys, had they not been born in New Zealand or, yeah, or New Zealand, had they not been so good, they could easily have done a job. Yeah, 100%. Just because they're born into a country where there's already so much other talent, they struggle to get ahead in domestic comps, but they can make it overseas. And I think there's quite a few examples of that. I think if you actually Google the Wikipedias for each of the Japanese first and second division teams, you'll realize there's a lot of Kiwis and the same with the French teams as well. There's actually a lot of names that you might recognise, eh? That you just mm. forgot about. Yeah. I mean, not so much, I mean, a wee bit now, but if you look at the Japanese World Cup sides from over the years, pretty much every one of them's got a few Kiwis in it. 100%, yeah. I mean, Luke Thompson, Michael Leach, two icons. Mm. Well, more well-known ones, but likes like James Arledge, like you mentioned, Sean Webb as well, Ryan Nicholas. Yeah. So many. So I've gone for old, uh, yeah, underrated expats. Yeah, I mean, you could love that shout. Particularly love the ones that end up these really niche nations as well. Yeah, Brazil. I mean, Jimmy Gothis, I suppose, is an underrated expat too. Oh, 100%. Over in the UK. But I mean, yeah, you've you've tried your utmost to your syrup, Jesse, but nothing's really beating an underdog story, is it? No, no, I don't think so. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll vote for Jesse. And I mean, I got no chance when uh, my thing comes under Jesse's one as well, so... You just can't beat an underdog. I mean, even when you're voting for your own team, it's just quite nice. I mean, I mean I'm sure yeah. Jesse disagrees about the Argentinians, but um, you know, when they did beat the All Blacks, it was I didn't like it, but I, didn't, I appreciated it. You know, yeah, it's not just underdogs; it's it's giant killers. It's uh, it's, it's yeah. the ability for a smaller nation to sort of I don't know give give a larger com- uh, country an ego check, even just when they like in the World Cups, the likes of Japan scoring. To try against us in 2011, like the cheer they got from the crowd that day, I still remember it was yeah. iconic. Georgia pushing us in 2015 as well. Mm. Yeah. Portugal scored a try against us 
after losing by about 100 points in 2007. So those are the cheers of the day when the, the Minnow Nations just get up. You'd love to see it, eh? Good. Of course, Namibia holding us for about 20 minutes in 2019 too. Remember that. Another good point for you, Jesse. Well done. Yeah, love it. Who's Onto kicking us off for the, uh, the letter of the day, actually, V? Actually, I shouldn't speak oh. too soon because the letter after that, well, in fact, all the letters oh, after that is yeah, just yeah. a shit. The remaining I'm letters ex- are not easy. The remaining I'm excited. Are not easy. I'm excited for this one, actually, and um, I'm hoping that no one else has done the same one as me. Well, if you're excited for it, I'm telling you, it's not the same as mine because I'm not particularly excited. I struggled with V, um, but I did go for a player, Victor Matfield. Um, I think he was a fear enough too. Probably, I think he was one of the best players of all time and for South Africa and um, probably in general for that matter. Really, yeah, he played for so long as well. He retired, I think, thirty-eight or maybe thirty-nine. Um, but yeah, he was so good. So Victor Matfield, for someone that's looked back on as pretty much just a line-out operator, he was actually hella skillful as well. Like especially in his oh, younger yeah. years, he had chip and chases in his lockers and things like that. Hundred yeah. I mean, percent. Yeah, he was good. Hell of a good-looking man for a lock too. I must say, <laughs> almost he's like the Sam Whitelock of uh, of South Africa. I reckon. Oh yeah, of, got that caveman bit about him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's no guzzler, but no. Ben. I mean, uh, my V. I mean, the one I want to go for is such a cop out, but I'm still going to go for it anyway. So my runner out is Van Iron Bossy, just because I was trying to think of a player with V, and by God, he was good in Super Rugby this year. But the one I've gone for is actually an icon of a World Cup, a South African World Cup. Fortunately, the not a rugby ball, the football. That's Vuvu Zaylas. Bring them into rugby. You may not bring have seen them in the... rugby much, but bring, bring them, them into in. rugby. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. Never be... I've always wanted to go to a game in South Africa, but if you bring those in, I'll have to change my mind because they're oh, a pain man. in the ass. Honestly, that World Cup, like they may have hissed everyone in the stadium off and everything like that, but God, they, they were so iconic. They were. That's That's just everyone in the stand had a trumpet. That's got to be my favourite FIFA World Cup. Oh, no, obviously, New Zealand was there, so it's, I'm kind of biased. Yeah, but... 100%. It's my favourite too, solely. To... Yeah. I mean, the Vuvuzelas, New Zealand being there. Sushabalabalabas. <laughs> oh, just too good. Like it, Jesse? Right. So, I, for those who haven't seen it, I'd probably have to make a case, but I don't think I have to make a case for, for either of you today. Um the 2003 Vortex Mega Hala ad featuring Dan Carter. Oh, oh that is a shout. Um, what yeah, a shout. For those who haven't seen it, it's a uh, it's an ad that was brought out in 2003 for this uh, lovely little toy uh, Vortex Mega Hala that would whistle as you'd throw it and had these wee fins so it'd go a wee distance and um, Dan Carter, being hot off the plate, decided to uh, cash in on all that shmoney and um, had a pretty embarrassing, but uh, at the same time iconic advertisement throwing this thing around and um, looking happy as Larry. Um, and I think most kids bought that toy after that advertisement. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see a yeah. what twenty-one-year-old Dan Carter on your screens; it's hard to turn away. I mean, yeah, of course. 
I was about to say something about his uh, underwear uh, sort of uh, endeavours as well, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope he wasn't modelling both at the same time. Not (laughs) not quite sure it would have gone down the tree. Have you grown up? Have, yeah. Can you have grown up in New Zealand in the early 2000s and not thrown around a Vortex Mega Heller at some point? If you didn't have one, one of your mates had one, and you were jealous just seeing that thing whistle by all of about 20 metres, which has had you. Serious piece of engineering, wasn't it? Um, look, I don't think we can beat that. I don't yeah, think, we, I can don't beat think that. we can either. Like, it's it's iconic. And look, we spoke was, a tiny yeah. bit about it too when we did our underrated or overrated for celebrity <laughs> endorsements and ads. And of course, that was the one that came to everyone's mind straight away. It's just, okay. oh, it's just fantastic, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's really um, great ads. Yeah, V V started off terribly, but that became the ace up my sleeve for this today. I think oh, I love it. I can walk now it. and I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's a good shout. I don't think. Any rugby ads beat it. I mean, Kieran Reed and his dominated garage doors, I think he does. But what even other rugby players are endorsing ads out there? It's just, you don't think of them, do you? I think Fafta well, had, had, uh, had a shampoo commercial across in Japan. Oh, uh, he did, yeah. Well, I suppose um, the old wheat yeah. fix endorsement. I suppose Zach Guilford tried it with the Cody's, but it didn't, didn't go down too well. Yeah. <laughs> You can see it happening, Zach Gilford just endorsing something. Yeah, there wouldn't be a problem gambling, would it? Um, so, I've, oh. W, um, I've gone for... Well, is it my turn? Is it your turn, Ben? Oh, oh, yeah, it must be my turn. Um, I mean, Will Jordan's great, but uh, there's only one thing that's going to be in here for me, and I already kind of bought it in in the first half, but nothing beats an excuse to talk about it again. World League from Rugby 08. Uh, I mean, it was iconic as a kid, starting out with, you know, Heffler and Nawali just tearing it up, bringing a couple other battlers like, like Saberti and Shiskovsky and, I mean, um, what's this? Oh, Zwicker in the flanks. Just too many icons. No one knew how to sort the finances back then, so you had the max of two seasons before you went bankrupt and had to start all over again. <laughs> it was great fun. Tell you what else yeah. is great fun. I mean, went back and played in lockdown. Realised I actually I'm a fair bit better at the game now than I was then, and it was far too easy. So I did a reverse world league and signed the shittest players I could find. It was it's a great time actually. Had like a D Dell and a 44 rated Italian winger running the show for me. So, <laughs> love me a bit of world league. Love it. Had a uh, Neil Brew as well on the game too. Former Targo player, now teaches at Balmer. He was running the shop for me on the other wing. So, <laughs> great times. Such a good game, eh? <laughs> yeah. I've gone for a uh, a pretty a pretty standard one, but also a very uh, difficult thing to achieve in world rugby: winning at Eden Park for a non-New Zealand team. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say people playing against the Blues, like you said enough. Unless, of course, you're the Australian soccer team, in which case you will win at Eden Park quite comfortably. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have Chris Woods, so we don't have a hell of a lot else. Yeah. Yeah. Winston Reed's last game, though, so that's iconic. It was quite sad, wasn't it? But yeah, I mean, you're right. Winning at Eden Park is not something you see very often for any team coming over to New Zealand. So, Not at all. Not at all. I mean, when was the last time we actually lost there? Like thirty, we we don't we haven't seen a New Zealand team lose there in our lifetime, have we? No, I think it's thirty-four, close to thirty-four years now, isn't it? 
Um, that yes. might be wildly incorrect, but no, it is something mental. Records. Um, uh, our last loss was in nineteen ninety-five. I was going to say, I had a feeling it was 20, but then I was, thinking, I was mixing out the Bledisloe. Oh, I think it was like 95, though. That it just oh. makes it so hard for the Wallabies to win the Bledisloe, because you just put one of the games in Eden Park. Yeah, that's true. Especially, <laughs> like, well, when there's only two games and they have to win them both, that's just a stitch up. Yeah, exactly. That It's quite questionable, isn't it? Having Chuck them back them. at a neutral venue like Hong Kong again. To <laughs> <laughs> not talk too much about the Hong Kong Bledisloe, but... <laughs> What have you gone for, Jesse? Right, I had two for this one, so I'll give my honourable mention first. But I might be, I might be putting myself in the pits because I think this would have been a, a good one. My runner-up was uh, the Waisaki Naholo chant. Oh, um, oh yeah, but, yeah. But I think I think this one tops it for me. This is a more of a personal one. Is uh, the Wheatbix rugby cards, which Ben had brought up before. <sighs> Yeah, I don't. See, I, I have a whole lot of conversation about these. I'll let you finish that. Look, I I don't know if I should have gone for it after that initial reaction. Um, but I I yeah, they were they were infamous, infamous in at school, infamous at home. I think I ate more wheat bix than I ever really would have liked to, just to get more cards. Um, yeah, yeah. and I, I ended up with too many. Of the wrong ones half the time. I don't know how many Brad Thorns I got back in the day. Um, yeah, they were fantastic. Tell you what, as someone who's still a teacher now, that's still as popular as ever. I tell you that much. The kids who are coming every day with their stack of cards, asking for. I mean, they don't really know the value, but there's some limited edition gold Richie McCaw card at the moment. Every kid wants that. The amount of stories I hear from parents of kids like ripping open a wheat bix box and chucking the wheat bix all over the floor just to get the cards. So, so uh, are we going wheat bix over bluebird? Do you reckon? Or? Nah, bluebird or... ones for me. The bluebird ones are the far best. The golden Joe Rocker Cocos. Yeah, I got the, the full set of them still. Wheat bix has been the... far more. I mean, long yeah, term, but the wheat bix were more popular back in the day, were they not? Versus bluebird, or I don't know. Potentially, but I don't know. I just. Walked I into the mate, supermarket like, each morning to grab a wee packet of dollar bluebirds. I, my, uh, I think in year four, my mate had the whole collection of the of the Wheatbix cards. I sold it on trade me for 150 bucks, and then just he thought obviously that was a lot of money back in those days. And um, honestly, I don't know if it would have gone up in value at all. So it's probably not <laughs> a bad shout. I picked a collection. <laughs> I know it's not the Wheatbix, but I bought the Bluebird full collection, golds and normals last year, and the booklet for like 40 bucks. <laughs> now you got to get one of the old school ones, I reckon. Back in the day. <laughs> Like mint condition, um, and they say it's mint condition, but you get it. It's not really. But, yeah, PSA ten, Andy Ellis. PSA ten, That's funny. I um, I'll ha- I'd like to go with Toby's for this one. Actually, winning at Eden Park. I think. Say what? If you had Huey on this episode again, yours would be winning for sure. I know Huey. Oh loved look, mate! If you go on my sucky in a hollow, I would hundred percent have voted for you. Because uh, I think for me that was one of the best chants of all time. Still goes today, for a co- of course. Um, even though it doesn't play for the Highlands, they still do chant it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm probably still going to have to go with the Wheatbix cards, though, to be honest. Um, they were pretty good. See, I mean, I would lean. I had it between two, to be honest. One of them was mine because I do love a bit of rugby 08, and we missed out on getting in the list last time. But I'll. 
actually make a decider, and I'll lean towards the other one, which, as much as it's not Bluebirds cards, it's still rugby collectible cards, so we'll have to go with Jesse and go to Wheatley's cards. Bloody beaut. I mean, as someone who collects trading cards, I mean, mainly Pokemon, I mean, I can appreciate a trading card. If I can get a uh, limited edition Brad Thorne sent over to grading and put that up on the mantelpiece. <laughs> Probably worth eighty cents, maybe if you're lucky. <laughs> the plastic around will be worth more than the actual card. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, well, I used to have some top trumps back in the day of world rugby. Oh, as well. I don't know if you've Man, played it, good. but it was like top trumps were good, eh? Yeah, the rugby ones had some strange stats on them. They had something called like tackle rating or something like that. Just some random number love... up here. I used to love the uh, WWE top trumps, eh? Oh, yes. I had like three sets of them. They were so good. Never actually played top trumps with them. I just looked at them. Like... Oh, no. I did back in the day. I'd bring them along to school. It's actually quite a shit game to play. Like, <laughs> you, if you don't start, you get knocked out pretty much straight away. And then you're just like, cool. Now I'm going to twiddle my thumbs for. <laughs> All so right. I've got. Um... Everyone's favourite letter X. Hooray. The hardest, the hardest letter, I reckon. I can kick um, us off, actually. I, I feel it. like I'm going to do something that you guys won't and actually have stuff, something started with the letter X. Go on. Um, not going to lie, I stole this from Reddit. Um, but, and my pronunciation won't be on point. If we had Jan here to help me, well, I'd be sweet. I believe it's Kosa commentary. It's the uh, South African language commentary. Okay, okay. You see a lot of, I mean, if you haven't seen it, look up XHOSA commentary on YouTube and you just see it over some iconic moments and tell you what, they bar up for it. Oh, a bit more passion in it than the old Nisbo provides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's going to be mine. I can't say I chuck it on regularly as someone who doesn't understand the Afrikaans language, but, you know, a lot of people seem to love it, so that's my shout. I like it. Mm. Jesse? I, uh, Ben is completely right. I didn't go with one that actually starts with X. Um, I went for exercise and in brackets, uh, Henny Miller's. Oh, um, dude, that's, that's in the worst list of things, mate. <laughs> Good Lord, that's <laughs> Particularly as a pack. Um, I mean, the forwards that get set off 100 metres ahead and then it's like, right, backs, go catch the forwards. I'm like, Piss off. Yeah, look, I, I didn't want to win with this one, but it was it was all I could pull out of my ass for eggs, really. I mean, it's brought back memories of nothing else. <laughs> I do have iconic memories of footy trainings on a, on a Tuesday, Thursday night, but rounding out with a Henny Moa was not something I was keen on. It was painful. Made made the bus ride home that much more tiring, really. It's probably a good idea, actually, for the, the bus drivers, because kind of imagine the bus ride down to trainings was good fun for them. Oh, how many times did we have to stop and almost get kicked off? Yeah, I mean, they were packed far too much. We had like half the school standing on the bus. It was, <laughs> I don't know how we got away with it. A bunch of sidebags swinging about, whacking people left, right and centre. People <laughs> dumb enough to try to get changed on the bus. It was just ridiculous. Nice. I've gone for, uh, it was very hard. I couldn't choose anything, but I've just gone for X Factor. Primarily because, well, it's two reasons really. There is actually some players out there with a lot of X Factor, but also because it's just kind of a bullshit term, isn't it? Like it doesn't actually mean anything. What even is X Factor? I don't even know. But they always say it in commentary. So, you know what? I'm putting it in there. Nah, fair enough. You, you do hear it a lot. And 
I mean, if you're talking about the singing show, there's fun fact for you, there's actually a boy band made up of three rugby players who I should remember. I know one of them's Ben Cohen, former England fullback. Him and a couple <laughs> really? of the rugby boys, yeah. They oh, went on. Um, yeah, I don't also, think expected, but they went on a singing show. Who was the fullback? Is it Foden? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, Ben yeah. Foden, sorry, not Ben, ben Cohen. Foden. Yeah, it's Ben Foden. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, him and a couple other lads. So, yeah, there you go. X Factor in two ways. Yeah, nice. I like that a lot. What I mean, I don't like stuff? it enough to actually want. These are all shocking choices, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not honestly. <laughs> For me, yours wins somehow, Toby, because I, I don't watch any matches and wins by geometry default. And yeah. <laughs> Don't know yeah. about you, lads, are picking. I'll go for I'll go for Toby's as well. That's yeah. I'll be like, oh, I don't want to go for my own, but there's re- I've got no incentive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go for X Factor. Nice. Why is also quite hard, isn't it? Why? Yeah, it's not great. I feel like I I've got a reasonable off. one here. Actually, I can start us off with why. Um, I've gone for young Danny Cipriani. Just because he was a bit of a bad man, you know. Now, if you in, talk in about time. someone who could match Zach Guilford on the piss, I imagine a young Danny Cipriani would now watch him to the can, limit. I will premise that you can replace Danny Cipriani in this sentence with either Quade Cooper, um, probably Ali Williams, and mm. maybe James O'Connor as well, yeah, and still get the O'Connor. same outcome. Currently, Beals probably had a bit about him. Yeah, or young any NRL player. Yeah, any Curtly Bill probably. Um, but yeah, young Danny Cipriani was a bit of a menace, wasn't he? So uh, I'll put him in there just for the shits and giggles. Yeah, I love that. And of course, a young Danny Cipriani was at the Rebels too. He was with quite uh, with James O'Connor, which was a yeah, nightmare. He apparently. rocked uh, one sleeve. I don't ever remember that. Didn't rock the two sleeves. He just rocked one skin. I believe yeah. he did not make a single tackle all season. But... I'm fairly sure he like had a lot of problems off the field. All he was doing was going out on the per se. Fair play to him. I mean, yeah, it's probably a good wee bit of fun over in Aussie, but he's actually a really good player nowadays. Like, he got unlucky with England. I think England just had enough of him off the field when he was younger. So, like, he just—I think he like sort of cocked up a lot of his opportunities with the England national team. Yeah. So he didn't get selected again, but it's also very hard to get selected as a, as a ten in England because it's decent yeah, amount of competition, especially a ten who's, I mean, game relies on your last one actually X factor. Yeah, exactly. It's a player full of it. Uh, do you want to go next, Jesse? Yeah. So, um, I think I think a lot of mine here have really come from more of a spectator perspective rather than a aficionado of rugby knowledge. And um, why is no different? It's a uh, YouTube rugby compilations. So you've got your um, best tries, high and low IQ, uh, taking names. Um, There's a bloke called Andrew Ford who does some class ones actually. Yeah, I love watching. You know, in between in between rugby weeks, when there's no highlights to watch or new games to to uh, to observe, it's it's always been going back to those YouTube compilations. Tell you what, before I uh, consider it, is it a compilation with commentary or commentary compilation with some sort of Skrillex or something on in the background? Nah, it's it's <laughs> got to be uh, it's got to be the compilations with the original commentary. Yeah, um, okay, that's a great shout. I like that. I, like I don't that. know if I want to watch, I mean, Israel Dag's World Cup try, well, World Cup assist with bangerang playing in the background. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, good shout. Um, for my why, I mean, I've, I've got a runner-up as a player, Yannick Nyanga, just mainly so I can get a player in there. Uh, but 
my why is actually in a similar vein to Jesse, more of a supporter side of thing. Someone who, not at the game, more of a couch potato, something you probably see your old man do quite a bit, and it's yelling at the TV. Oh, Any great. slight decision. I'm, I don't know if I'm a fan of it or not, but it's certainly entertaining nonetheless in any generation above ours or a few people from our generation just yell at every single decision being made. <laughs> Especially when or your just, dad does it, eh? It's always yeah. funny when your dad does it. My favourite's when it's like, I don't know, someone who, who knows rugby but not enough to know fully what's going on, so they're just yelling, go, go, go. <laughs> Just when, your, when your mum looks at the TV and goes, oh, go on, it's a try. I've got <laughs> yeah. no idea, but, you know, fair play to them. Yeah, the enthusiasm is world class. God, have you guys not started doing it yet? Because I oh, have. I, don't know yeah, I was going to say, know. I know you and Huey is it. Otto's God. a bit culprit for it too, Otto actually. as well. Yeah. Um, last couple of games, actually, the uh, the rest of the flat, which are all girls, have had to leave the lounge and go and do other things because <laughs> we just sit there and yell at the TV. <laughs> Actually, I'd That's argue funny. Otto's the the biggest culprit of the lot. He actually, no, oh, he, he ex- yeah, the vibe the vibe around him definitely you have to reciprocate with the same energy, <laughs> otherwise you lose him. Oh yeah, no, love it. Right, I think decision um, time slightly. We don't have to go for one for default this time, so that's a win. We actually got some decent contenders. I'm gonna go for mm. Ben's. I like yeah, you've you've caught me out and I feel um I feel I've been represented in this list now. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. I'll go with Ben as well. Oh make it three from three then. Get a get a representation in there for the old folks. Mm, for the, uh... I like it. <laughs> Yelling at the T V, you can't beat it. The last letter, Z. Yes, everyone's Z, what do you want to call it? so many different options for this. Just so so not, tough to choose. Not an easy one. You know, um, I've somehow got three things down. I I've got, yeah, I've got a couple of options. I've got a couple of options. Do you want to start us off, Jesse? Oh, yeah, I'm stuck between two. Um, one of them was my initial, um, this is the right one. But then I thought the, everybody else might do it. So um, I'll, I'll put it down anyway, and I'll, I'll give my, my backup. Um, so I, I, I got to guess what it could be. What can say. you guess what yeah. it, If you can guess what it is, I'll go with the other one. Is it involving a player? No. Okay, well. Okay, I've got a guess, but if, if I get it right, you can't steal my idea. Um, if I get it wrong, you can't steal my idea. Um, is it the zoo at Forsyth Bar Stadium? It is. God damn it, it because that was mine as well. All right, well, I'll go with my other one then, um, and someone else can take it. Well, I my think other... we've already got our answer for Z, but uh, well, we'll, we'll check out our backup options anyway. Eh? Um, <laughs> my backup one was uh, Zenet Simji. Um, fantastic mm-hmm. dietitian for the Springboks, and um, I have thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed her media presence recently. So I thought she she well deserves. Um, yeah, she was also going to come under V for voyeurism because I heard that there was um, a bit of noise coming from their room. But she gets her own letter. Oh, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's a competitor. Eh? Rumor has it Elton Yanchies has one of the best diets out there. Eh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's been put, put it in the extra work, so you'd be hoping so. <laughs> love it. Love it. That is good. I like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, was can... gonna go, I was going to go the zoo. It, <laughs> let's be honest. It's, it's pretty iconic. There's not much like it around the world, really. I mean, it's just the biggest hive of scam and villainy, isn't it? Um, but 
it's fantastic. I've been in the Zoom myself and I love it. Not many people are watching the rugby, um, but they certainly are singing. Mm. A lot of country roads. A lot yeah. of country roads. A lot of Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. A lot of Sweet Caroline. Ten dollar beers. A lot of Waisaki Nahola chanting going on. A lot of Waisaki Nahola. A couple of chickens in the suits, of course. Does uh, not matter if uh, Waisaki's not there. It does not matter if they've drunk too much to actually even be led into the stadium, but how do we tack in the bin before getting in? It doesn't matter, mate. It's, it doesn't matter. It's going off. A couple of um, stadium pies, of course. Ten dollars a piece. Yeah, spending um, a student yeah. allowance for the week on a ten dollar beer <laughs> and a six dollar pie. There's nothing like not, it. Oh, it's not. Nah, it's fantastic, and like it really lifts the vibe of the old Forsyth Bar Stadium. And you can't beat it. But because we've said the zoo a couple of times now, we can't use it. So I'm going to go for my backup option, which is Zach Guilford's torn up contract. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, honestly, I somehow think Gilford is going to be a fan of me because there's, there's a lot of things I could have said that. I've been quite tame, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you have. Could have been any any number of things involving that man, but you've, you've been all right with him. You can still get him on the podcast at this rate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> honestly, I have asked him. <laughs> Don't show him this episode. not fully against the idea. So. <laughs> I don't know where the guy's qualified to have like an in-depth conversation of like how he's turned a corner though. So, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe. Um, Which turnout contract are we going to though? Because there's been a few over the years. I'm sure he's a few. One last. Um, Definitely turned out for the Waratahs for a bit. I imagine that went by the wayside. Oh, look, I just say it is. Yeah, just just a metaphorical contract, you know. Just it's been torn up, you know. So yeah, good shout. I mean. Mine was also going to be the zoo at Forsyth, so I think that locks it in that that's uh, locking for the no. official list. But I'll check in my backup options. Um, I had Zinzan Book's drop goal. I mean, that's an iconic moment. Love it. Nothing Love else. It. And yeah. Of course, Zimbabwe beating the All Blacks back in the day as well. Oh, yes. Well, Southern Rhodesia, as they were at the time. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that one. It's a goodie. But, I mean, unless anyone's. Wanting to really chuck a spanner around the works, I'm going zoo at full size. Got to go zoo, mate. That's got to be zoo. Yep. I mean, Jesse gave a hell of a pitch, but <laughs> it was good. I, I enjoyed that a lot. And I mean, Zach um, has had some iconic moments, but not sure if it features in the best list or not. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was going to say, you know. Um, but there you go. It was yeah, it was a good a good shout, Jesse. I'm sure. Old Alton probably didn't enjoy it as much. That's all right. Um, I hope he's not a fan. That's that's all I'm hoping. I don't think he is, mate. No, rest, rest easy tonight. Um, you never know. He might be. That's all Maybe right. he is. Yeah, I'm sure he's got other things on his mind. I'm not sure he's too worried. <laughs> but, and I, on more things than just his mind, I'd imagine. Yes. Um, yes, I was going to say that, but um, well done. <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, that brings us to a close. I can rattle through the uh, well, the second half of the official list. I won't make you sit through the first half again, but we got in as uh, Nick Cummins interviews. O for Owens Nigel. We'll squeeze him in there whatever way we can. Uh, P pretending to be Johnny Wilkinson. Q is questionable haircuts. Uh, Captain by, of course, everyone's favourite out in Yanches. Uh, rugby World Cup. Six 60 metre penalties. 70 of you. You're feeling a little bit juicy. <laughs> uh, T Tana Umanga lead, uh, leading the Kapoa Ponga. 
you for underdog stories, the Vortex and Mega Howler ad at the Wheatbix cards, X Factor, whatever the hell that means. Let Toby decide. Why is yelling at the TV and Zed the Zoo at Forsyth Bar? Love it. Great what a list. What a list. I mean, some very Kiwi-centric heavy things there, but I'm telling you, play the Vortex Mega Howler ad to anyone worldwide of any age, and they'll be going down to the local to buy the product straight away. If they don't go to Toys R Us that night and buy a Vortex Mega Howler, there's something wrong with them, I reckon. It's one of the best ads of all time. Best acting of all time as well, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. How Dan Carter hasn't picked up a, a like serious acting gig? How he oh. didn't get the role as Beaver Donald in the kick, I'll never know. Yeah, like I said, I mean, that movie's probably a wee bit of a stretch too far because it is one of the best of all time. Um, but, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know how he didn't get that role. I mean, yeah, you look at IMDb top movies list, it's constantly Godfather, Shawshank, the kick. Like, the order mixes up occasionally, but that's the top three. It's just... Yeah, simple as that. Simple as that. Oh well, that that wraps us up. Um, thanks everyone for listening. What do we got coming up on the podcast? Any any plans, Ben? What do we? Um, I mean, nothing, nothing too much at the moment. Should probably get we should in the do a game, maybe. Yeah, it could be maybe. down for a wee game. I have got a New Zealand edition, the pointless quiz I made up near the start of the year. Actually, I was going to do a collab with another podcast, but that kind of fell down the wayside. So I still got that sitting there to use. So. That could be, be on the agenda. If not, we can rustle something up. Sounds good to me. Let's tell you uh, what I have been suggested by, and I don't know if uh, too keen for it, but we'll have to go back and do it eventually. And when we are doing it, Jesse, I'm going to say we're going to rope you or one of the other lads in. Someone has suggested we go back and analyse the 2007 quarterfinal. Ooh. So, yeah, that's going to be a bit of pain So just chat about what the hell's going on there So that'll happen at some point too That'll be quite good mm. I'm keen for that yeah, Should no, we get a Frenchman on? Should we get a French fan on? I mean, don't know how your French is But I'm not exactly fluent so. Doesn't need to be, mate Maybe we can get uh, one of the as players long as, on, know, as long as they know the two words Forward and pass, that's all we need What's oh, old yeah. Barnsy up to nowadays, actually? Maybe he's keen for any episode of the pod. You reckon? Yeah, he could be. Never know. <laughs> Maybe Nigel Owens as, as well. Feed off each other. Surely there's like this... I mean, Byron Calhoun would have been in the squad big then. Surely he's not up to much nowadays. Get our Otago boys connection going. Could do. That'd be good. I'd be keen for that. If he's sober enough to come on nowadays. Well, I was going to say, is he in prison or... Um... <laughs> We should probably ch- stop chucking these people under the bar, say. But... It's only a joke, mate. I was only joking. Anyway, um, uh, cool. cheers for listening. Uh, make sure to check out, I mean, Rugby Rewind podcast on Spotify. I mean, on, on yeah, on Spotify, on Instagram as well. We're on there. Um, definitely let us know if you want Jesse back on again. We'd love having him around on here. So let us know if you enjoy him just as much as we do. I might just even, I might film myself watching the next All Blacks match and just send you guys a clip and you guys can put it on the podcast if you like. I think it's a, it's a sight to, to be seen. Oh, so, yeah, well, I might have to do that one day, just do a commentary of it. Yeah, just or Toby even... And I sit here silently dissecting it and you just yelling at every little micro yeah, decision. Yeah. God, it doesn't even have to be in the room. It could be uh, a video of my partner listening from two rooms away. <laughs> 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 That'd be good. I mean, give you a mic, we could probably hear from where we are, let's be honest. 
All right, thanks everyone for listening. That was a great episode. Always good fun with the old uh, A to Z. So uh, thanks everyone for joining and thanks Jesse for coming on as our guest today. Cheers, guys. And uh, we will see you in the next episode.